Last week we finished off uh, all our doctrinal issues, and so this week we're going to look at our constitutional issues. Um, issues, you call them. Issues, yeah. <laughs> we, we do have issues with our constitution. Uh, I'll just be frank about that one. Um, but, yeah, so... Basically, what we're trying to communicate here, we, we did church history, kind of the, the history of our church. Um, we did uh, what we believe. Uh, and then this last part that we're going through is, now that we know what we believe, how do we practice that belief? That's what the constitutions, our church constitution is about. It's about our practice as a church. Does that make sense to you guys? Let me think about it. Oh, you can think about it. All right. While you're thinking about it, let's let's pray and and we'll get going on this. Uh, Father, we do thank you for this morning and thank you just for bringing us together, Lord. And we do ask for your guidance and your wisdom this morning um, that you would speak to us and help us to understand exactly how it is that you want your church to function, Lord. Because we don't want to function by our own rules or our own. Uh, whims, Lord, but we want to function as a church as you would have us function, Lord. Um, and so we need your help. We, we need your Holy Spirit to guide us. And so we ask that your spirit would be present with us today. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. All right. So did I sent this home with you guys last week. Did, did everybody get one? Everybody was here? Janetta? You didn't get one? Let me get I got one off. Um, so hopefully you guys had a chance to at least skim it. I know it's lengthy. Um, here, here's my plan. My plan is not to go through this bit by bit by bit like we did with the, the doctrinal stuff. Um, but what I want to do is kind of go through some of the scriptures that undergird, undergird these things. Um, and so here at New Hope Church, we are a congregational-led, elder-led church, if that makes sense. It's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, I guess, a hybrid type of thing, where there are certain decisions in our church that we feel the the church as a whole need to make these decisions, and then there are some other decisions where we feel like they're the elders need to make decisions. Does that make sense to you guys? No. It's tough sometimes. It's tough to understand sometimes. Some things we see plainly in Scripture. Um, like, for, for example, in Acts, when we were in Acts, uh, let's see what chapter it was. I think it was chapter 6. Always that page that I turn for you. 
Yeah, so Acts chapter 6, we see the, the choosing of the seven. It says, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And so what we see here is kind of the, the choosing of... Uh, um, what we would refer to today as deacons. Does that make sense? Um, deacon just means servant, right? Uh, and so the kind, of, kind of the distinction in this is we, we have the apostles, right? And we have the church in Jerusalem. It's just getting up and running. It's growing really, really fast. There's issues arising with the distribution of the food, um, and the apostles, uh, who are acting as the elders of the church, their, their focus needs to be on the preaching and the teaching of the word. Uh, and because they're also doing all these other things, the distribution of the food, and it's becoming too much for them, they are looking for servants in the church who will fill those roles. And so this, this is kind of what we see. And what we see is the elders didn't choose who were going to be the deacons, did they? Who chose? What's that? God chose. Well, God chose, but who, who, did, who did they say to? They said, pick out from among you. Yeah, pick out from among you. And, and so the church is the one who chose. And so we see certain things that the church is the one who who recognizes people who will fill these different roles. And so, for example, not anyone can just be an elder or a deacon within the church, but that person must be recognized by the church. And so in order for someone to get recognized as an elder, for someone to get recognized as a deacon within New Hope Church, well, the church needs to vote on that as a whole. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so it please the whole gathering. Yeah, please the whole gathering. Yeah. Yeah, and so <clears throat> this is this is kind of how we are structured as uh, a church here. Is there are certain decisions that we feel this needs to be church-wide vote. You know, if we were ever to, say, stop renting and purchase a building or buy land to build a church, that wouldn't just be something the elders would decide. That would have to go before the church. That's, that's a major decision that, in wisdom, I think it's appropriate for 
all people who are members of the church to have a say in that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It affects greatly. It affects greatly, yeah. It affects greatly the church. Um, Now, in other things, um, there are certain things that we as an elder board decide that we don't bring before the church. For for example, what are we going to preach on next, you know? Um, and now I, I do put it out there and I ask people, I was like, I want your suggestions. I want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, but I bring those thoughts back to the elder board and then we decide things like that as an elder board. Does that make sense to you guys? Um, and so, yeah, it's tough to de- delineate what decisions go to whom. Um, typically on smaller decisions, You'd want the elder board to to make those decisions because it's we we can't have a churchwide vote for everything, right? It's like when Moses, when Moses' father-in-law actually told him, you yeah. can't make all these decisions yourself. Yeah. Appoint some. Appoint some men. People to yeah. Do it, you know, to make so they made the lesser decisions, quote unquote. Yeah. And then the harder stuff went to. Went to Moses. Yeah. Case. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, this is this is what we see, and this is what we see in Scripture. Is um, another example. Look at the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter eighteen. Um, uh, where is it? All right, starting in verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses, listen. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. And now this, this has to do with church discipline when someone is in sin, unrepentant sin. Um, there's a process that Jesus has laid forth to bring that person to repentance. You know, going to them personally. If that doesn't work, going to them, bring two or three brothers with you. Um, if that doesn't work, then you bring it before the church. And if they still refuse to repent, well, then it is a church-wide decision to excommunicate. Um, to remove them from membership. Does that make sense to you guys? And so, New Hope Church, it will never be a decision of the elders to excommunicate someone. It will be a decision of the church as a whole. Because that's the way Christ has laid it out. Does that make sense to you guys? Um, and so there are certain things in Scripture that we see where it's plain whether it's going to be an elder decision or a church-wide decision. Um, 
Any questions about that? Silence. Does it all make sense to you? <laughs> yeah. That being said, I, I want us to look at what is an elder, what is a deacon, right? Because those are the two offices that Scripture gives us when it talks about offices in the church. Elders and deacons. Elders can sometimes it's called overseers in Scripture. It depends on what version of the Bible you have. Sometimes the word bishop is there. Um, but if you, if you go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're, we're going to look at this. It, it talks about the qualifications of overseers or elders, and it also talks about the qualifications for deacons as well. Um, it says, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentile, gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into, into disgrace, into a snare of the devil." And so there we have qualifications of overseers or elders, depending on what translation you have. Um, what what of these qualifications sticks out to you? Above reproach. Above reproach. Okay. Why does that stick out to you? Because this is a high calling. Yeah. This is a very high calling. And because these men will represent a body of believers. And so therefore, by necessity, they must be above reproach. Yeah. So that the whole body will not suffer for a reproach. Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right there. Because they are taking a role of leadership within the church, that means the outside world is looking at them and, and their conduct, right? And we do this with any worldly office. Yes. You know, if the president, you know, I, I remember a president in my lifetime who was not above reproach, <laughs> and it was, it was a scandal. Um, you know, and it was a blight on the office. It was a blight on the office. And so, therefore, it naturally became a blight on that which the office represented. Yeah, yeah. The country. Yep. Um, yeah, and so when we think of, and that's that's a worldly government. Now we're thinking of 
God's kingdom. How much more above reproach do the leaders in God's kingdom need to be? Um, That's a very high calling. Um, Any other things that stick out there for you guys? It's a tight sieve. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not for everyone. Let's just put it that way. Um and so the you see certain things in here. Um the majority of these things are are what we describe as moral character traits of a, of a man, right? Um, in, in fact, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And really the only ones that aren't really moral traits, um, but rather, I guess, would be skills or abilities, would be one, where is it, able to teach, Hospitable. Well, you know, it, I guess it could be a little bit of both. Um, you know, hospitality t- it takes a skill, but it also takes a a frame of mind as well. You know, if uh, in order to be hospitable, you you need to have an open heart. I think you know. Um, yeah. And I would say, you know, managing his own household well, that's kind of a skill that can be developed. Um, yeah. But most of them, it's, it's all about how the, the morality of the man, right? Any thoughts or questions on that? Yeah, so so we see in the church we we see this office office of overseers or office office of elders, um, but then if we read a little further, verse eight we get the the office of deacons, right? Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So the role of deacons, what do we see there? This too is a reflection of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, that's a reflection of Christ Jesus, isn't it? 
Yeah, and so the what's the difference between a deacon and an overseer that you see here? Like what quali qualifications does the overseer have that the deacon doesn't have? Able to teach governance. I mean, they're kind of the same, right? Um, but you don't see the ability to teach. Now, they do need to hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And so they, they have to know God's word and believe it, right? Um, so you... You, you gotta, you gotta have faith in what God's word says, um, but there's not that ability to teach there, right? Um, and, and so, what we what we see from Scripture is whether you're an elder, whether you're a deacon, it, it's about being a godly person, right? And it's, you know, that's, that's first and foremost. There's a standard mm -hmm. to which they must measure. Yeah. And the standard is obviously dictated by the Lord himself. Yeah. Because the church belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so this is this is how we want New Hope Church to be modeled after. After these qualifications that we find in Scripture, um, with the offices of elders and the offices of deacons, um, and if you turn just a couple books over to the Book of Titus, we see again uh, Paul gives qualifications for elders to Titus, and I'll just read through these real quick to you as well. Um, he doesn't talk about deacons in this book, but he does talk about elders, and it's pretty much the same, just worded slightly different. Uh, starting in verse, Titus chapter 1, starting in verse 5, it says, This is why I left you in Crete, so that you may put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. And so it's a lot of the same things that we see here. Um, it's just worded slightly differently. Um, but is there anything in this section that sticks out to you? God's steward, yeah. 
And so the, the role of an overseer or an elder is not one of dictatorship, right? It's one of stewardship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what Christ said with his disciples, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. about servant leadership. Right. Um, not as the world. Not as the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as the world leads, right. but... Gentiles lord it over themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so even like if you look at some of the political offices, especially like in Great Britain and stuff, what do, what do they call the, the titles there that they use lords. for? Lords. Yeah. Well, lords, but like ministers. More, think more ma- ministers, right? Yeah. Prime Minister, or Minister of this, Minister of that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? But it's the word minister, I mean, what does it mean? To administer. To administer, right? Um, yeah, and, and so this is kind of, it's kind of a stewardship mentality. And so that's even carried over in some of our worldly government um, that has formed out of Christianity. Um, Christian beliefs. It's a ministerial position. Yeah. Yeah. And so even today's, you know, and that's, you know, when when we read in Romans the other day about how God uh, appoints people as rulers, mm-hmm. um, they're there as his servants. And they're there as servants to the people that they rule over. And so it, there should be no dictatorships in this world. There are, but there shouldn't be. Um, and God will hold accountable all those who rule to that standard. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So addressing that in First Timothy chapter three, verse one, if anyone aspires yeah. to the office of so they're putting themselves forward. It's not they're putting themselves forward. It's, it's more of a desire. Okay. But they can't put themselves forward because the church needs to recognize someone as an elder. Does that make sense? So, so elders are nominated or, or yeah. are they requested? Or both? Well, or it's... <laughs> it is kind of like a, a nomination type thing. Um, the, way, the way I look at it is an elder, if someone doesn't desire to be an elder, they shouldn't be an elder, right? And so there needs to be a desire there first. So if they're re- approached and they don't have a desire, they can decline without yeah. shame. Yeah, yeah, because... That's one of the qualifications. You know, they need to aspire for it. Um, and so, but then it's it's got to be recognized by the church that they do qualify. Um, and so it can't just be an aspiration either. Because um, there may be some moral sin in their life that they have not been able to overcome or it disqualifies them. Or maybe they don't have the ability to teach. Um, uh, And so these are the different things that we see 
these different qualifications. And so it's got to be, one, the person does need to have that desire to fulfill that role. Two, it needs to be recognized by the church that they qualify for that. So if anyone aspires, in other words, if someone says out of motives less than Mm -hmm. serving Christ and they aspire to become, thus all of these qualifications... Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you could have an aspiration that's not pure. Right. Right? Um, Just to be a lord over or yeah. control over or yeah. dictator, like you said. Uh, yeah. And and if someone does have the wrong motivations, most likely there's going to be something in here they, they fall short of. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Well, I mean, God set it up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thank God. Any thoughts or questions on elders and deacons? They're men. They're men. Um, the, now, with, with deacons, what we see in here, uh, Going back to 1 Timothy 3, there's also a qualification for their wives as well in verse 11. Um, I'm, I don't have the Greek with me. Um, some, some translations in, interpret that as deaconess. Um, so their wives or deaconesses likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Um, so deaconesses don't have to be um, approved by the body, or just because they're a wife of a deacon, they become automatically a deaconess? I, well, uh, again, not in our church constitution. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And not in our church constitution, and. Doesn't mean that the deacons shouldn't still be qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have I don't have the the Greek. With me right now, um, but the the word wife here, there it's ambiguous in the in the translation of whether that should be translated as wife or whether that should be translated as deaconess. Um, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest. Uh, context would lead you to believe it would be wife. Right. Um, but they, they choose wife of, for a man to be a deacon, his wife must be, and then there's the sieve of what she must be. Yeah. So if she's a um, non-Christ-like individual, that might be hard on the guy that's wanting to be a deacon, perhaps. It, it could be, yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge though, isn't it? Um, what we have going on in our church right now is we have an elder board. Um, we have those of us who have been, 
I don't know if we've been officially recognized as elders by the church. Have, has, before I got here, was there a vote, Jay? No. No? And so, yeah, see, we're, we're not following our Constitution. We acted as founders. As founders. Separate, separate terminology. Okay. With the expectation that someday would be leading into following this model. Okay. So, okay. Again, our church being small and not having the capacity for all of these offices, yeah, we we simplify it by uh, just by changing not not changing qualifications, but changing a name um, in in that and then going thus by the the the, the founder of, of the church, founders of the church versus elders of the church. So, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I guess the the governing body of this church right now would be the founders and acting as elders elders and myself as pastor and I I would be recognized as an elder because when you vote in a pastor you're also recognizing that person as an elder if that makes sense Um, yeah Uh, and so this kind of de facto vote there as well Um, the the but we don't have anybody that's recognized as deacons or deaconesses. Um, and if you read through this, there there are other things in here too. Um, there's, you know, if you go to page five, or under Article Five under Leadership and Government, um, you you see other offices, uh, clerk. Treasurer, financial secretary, missionary treasurer. Um, there's a leadership council, right? That's made up of elders and deacons, and we're not doing any of that, right? Um, now we do have uh, uh, treasurer and financial secretary. That's you two, right? That's how you guys are functioning right now. Um, and so there, there are some things that are necessary for us to function as a church that we've fulfilled those positions because otherwise, you know, who's going to do it, so right? Some of it is our legal obligations to yeah. before our licensing body. Yeah. So, so we do operate legally within the state of Michigan, for instance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we have people in within our church who I would say qualify for deacons and are acting as deacons, but they have not been recognized as deacons, if that makes sense. Deacons and deaconesses. Uh, For instance, you know, Kelly is leading our worship team pretty much every Sunday. Um, She's acting as a deaconess. She's using her gifts to serve the church um, in, in a manner that's Godly, she has a godly character from what I can tell. Um, but she's never been recognized that way. And there's others in our church as well. Um, and so this is something that the past or the elders and I have been looking at over this past year. We've been going through this constitution. Uh, we actually have, I'm not going to give this to you guys today yet because. We need to discuss it more as an elder board before I hand it out to you guys. Um, but we're going to be doing that next Saturday. 
Um, but we've got a whole revised version of this Constitution. Because what this Constitution is, it's basically, I think we, we took it from five points. Is that right? Uh, there were contributing pieces from five points and other churches. Okay. Okay. So we took this from other churches. When this church was founded, it made it our own. Yet it it really doesn't fit our church. Because it's this fits like a much larger church with things established already. Um, and so you can, you could say we hope to aspire to these things, but honestly, we, we should have a constitution that looks like our church and that fits what we want to do and how we want to govern our church. Does that make sense to you guys? And so that's what we've been working on as an elder board this past year. Uh, now, again, this, even though the elders are working on this, this needs to be a church-wide decision. Um, we can't just change the Constitution because we're the elders, because um, this affects everyone greatly. And so our plan is, our plan is to meet this Saturday. We're going to discuss this and hopefully fine-tune it a little bit more, um, and then present it to you guys. And then in January, we will have our annual meeting. And at that meeting, what we plan on doing is we're going to vote on the new Constitution. Either it will pass or it will not. Um, does that make sense to you guys? And so you guys will have both copies. You'll have the old one, the new one. You can look at them, compare um, and then make your decision. Um, and if you guys have questions too, you know, come to the elders and, and we'll be happy to answer. A any thoughts or questions on this? Um, or any, uh, if you, as you guys were reading through the constitution or skimming through it, were there any questions that came up that you're like, well, why is this in here? Or what about this? Yeah. It, it only makes sense that we have a constitution that we can adhere to. Yeah. That is applicable. Yeah. Talk about aspiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason why constitutions get amended, right? Because churches grow, churches shrink, churches adjust over time. Um, now we want God's word to be our guide. Um, but, you know, it, it does matter. You know, if you have a small church, you can't fill, you know, all these different committees and, um, you know, uh, not only that, outsiders that are interested in our church need to know what our church is. Yeah. I mean, this Constitution um, describes what we long to be. Yeah. Attempt yeah. to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, not maybe this one, but the one we're 
working on. The one we're working on, yeah. Just to be clear, the areas that we're primarily talking about modifying are the areas of the offices. Mm -hmm. The other, the, the rest of it has minimal to no change that we're recommending. Mm -hmm. so well, yes and no. I, I would say it's, it's the offices. Also, our... Um, our covenant, we, we kind of reworked our covenant as well because we had we had our covenant in here and then we also had a membership form that people filled out with a different covenant on it. And we're like, why do we have two different things? Why aren't they lining up with one another? And so we kind of merged those two together and simplified it and made it more concise, I, I think. Or maybe a little bit more accurate. Is the covenant a mission statement? Do we have a mission statement? Uh, no, the covenant is the agreement, is the agreement that we make as members to one another. The church and the person. Yeah, yeah. church the, and the person and, and God. The member. So the church and the member and then the member to the church. Yeah. So yeah. It's a two-way covenant. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The mission statement is, well, if we had a mission statement, it's what our mission is as a church. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we had a mission. Do we have a mission statement? Technically? No, I don't think we do. I mean, the, the mission statement would probably be the Great Commission. I would. Yeah. You know. We Yeah, the preamble says, The Bible admonishes us, saying, Let all things be done decently and in order, and whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. To this end, we do, as members of the New Hope Church of Oxford, solemnly and sincerely set forth the following constitution by which we willingly and joyfully agree to be governed. Um, then the, the foundation, purpose, and authority, that, that gets into... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, the purpose. The purpose of this church shall be to glorify God according to the scriptures. It shall seek this end through corporate worship, the proper administration of the sacraments of the Lord's Supper and Baptism, the defense and propagation of the gospel and evangelism, mission and loving deeds, the nurturing and education of the saints and devotion to live according to the precepts and examples of the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What we're not trying to do, though, we're not necessarily trying to take on uh, a lot of companies these days that have been going back to the Yeah. Yeah. In our doctrinal statement. Yeah. 
Yeah. All those things were all just kind of yeah. 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 I mean, if you if it's sometimes it's hard to to simplify something that's big, right? We just miss out important aspects of it that are foundational yeah. to other areas of what we're talking about this morning. Yeah, yeah. Any, any other thoughts or questions on this? Okay, getting back to yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Um, when I first became a Christian, I went through a two-year discipleship program by the NAF Press. And in that, I was to pass the course, was to be able to present the gospel in five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. To tell someone that I encountered on the street yeah. what the gospel contained. Yeah. The gospel is the word of God, really. Yeah. That's big. But to have time to present the entire word of God or an entire confession to one individual that I'm hoping to come to know Christ. Yeah. I need to know succinctly yeah. the tenets of the gospel and to be able to present. So it is a condensed version of what we read. Sure, together. yeah. We, so we only have so much time with certain people, right? And um, rightly so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, so. and so if someone asks what the mission of our church is, I would give them the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always till the end of the age. Um, that's the mission of every church. And similarly, there are scriptures that surmise the gospel. In some sure, yeah. John 3.16. John 3.16. Another yeah. one that pops into my head is God made him who knew no sin, to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of Christ. Yep, yep. Well, to me, the gospel is we are sinners, and God made a way for sinners to come to peace with him. Mm-hmm. And there is a righteousness in that act. Um, the gospel, obviously, like I say, the word of God is the gospel of it's gospel is truth. Yeah. But if I want someone to come to know that truth, I need to bring that to a penetrating arrowhead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why defining the gospel to me is something that is crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's multiple ways to do it. Um, you could do. Uh, creation, fall, redemption, consummation, you know, kind of the four stages of salvation history. Um, And so there's, there's different approaches to that. Uh, But yeah, um, I, I think it's, 
definitely good to be able to train ourselves, to teach ourselves how to, you know, if you only got one minute with a person, share the gospel in one minute. How do you do it? Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts or questions before we close in prayer? All right. And like I said, elders and I will be meeting this weekend. Um, next Sunday, we'll, we'll start up or continue in the book of Genesis. We'll get back there and, and we'll start these things with prayer again, because I know many of you are missing prayer. Um, but time was limited for us to go through all this stuff. Uh, and so we'll, we'll start praying with one another again as well next Sunday. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but let's, let's pray right now. Uh, Father, we do thank you for this morning. Thank you just for uh, bringing us together. And uh, we just thank you that you have given to us your church, Lord. You have formed us into a, into a family, into your body, um, Lord. And you've, you've told us, you've instructed us through your word how that body should function. And, and so we praise you for that and help us to uh, understand that in clearer and clearer ways as uh, we continue to grow in our faith. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.